0: Welcome, foolish mortals, to Awful Neutral.
1: Alright, welcome everyone to Awful Neutral. I am your dungeon master for the day. My name is Jesse Egan. We'll be playing a very special new game today called Chud's Chuckwagon Challenge. It's a uh, new RPG that I've been writing with the help of many of our cast members, specifically Dave Wright, Clint Fizer, and Salvador Viesca, who have all helped me write this. And as always, with me today is Damian Marcado, who is, uh, who are you playing today, Damian?
2: I will be playing (laughs) Horny Huffy. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh (laughs) Honey Huffy was a uh, born Huffsarian Nagris. He is an elf. Uh, used to be a popular morning DJ. His show was Morning Chat with Huffsarian, and that was his uh, birth name. Uh, however, with all of the things that have been happening in Sastagaria, uh, a lot of the elves have moved out of his neighborhood and out of his uh, his where the city he broadcasts in. Uh, a lot of humans moved in, and when a lot of humans moved in, uh, the taste for morning show changed. So he was forced to kind of become a uh, typical human morning DJ, <laughs> we would call, uh, and it worked really well for him. Unfortunately, no elf would ever talk to him ever again after he uh-huh. changed his show to Horny Huffy in the morning.
1: <laughs> so Horny Huffy definitely sounds more like a name that your brother would come up with for D&D, but, uh, but we'll get to how that name came <laughs> to be, and I love the backstory, it's amazing. Uh, also with us today is Sara Lee Steiner. Sara Lee, who are you playing today?
3: Ahoy! I am playing. <laughs> it's so hard to do this. I love it. Ahoy. Love it. Ahoy. Oh, we'll start over. <clears throat>
4: it's oh, good no, right off the bat. Please don't. That was great.
3: <laughs> Ahoy. My name is. Ahoy. Ahoy, mateys. My name is Buster Garlic Aioli. I am a lizard folk who is nerdy, is a nerdy pirate. I specifically wanted to become a pirate, however, I'm not good at fighting, I don't like weapons, I'm very weak, so instead I thought I'd maybe be the accountant, you know, count a couple buccaneers, and not buccaneers, doubloons, uh, but they didn't need an accountant, so instead I decided, why don't I open a pirate museum, mateys, and teach people things about pirates, argh
1: i love it it's phenomenal it's like well it's new good. york jewish
2: pirates.
3: i'm trying so and hard not to sound jewish and just play up the list but it's very hard
2: <laughs> so, so the best pirates were new york jews the best pirates the
1: so pirates of wall Lizard street there we go
2: <laughs>
1: oh I, I love it the pirates um, of goyim uh, also with us today uh we have clint beiger clint Who will you be playing today? Well,
5: today I will be playing a bit of a goon. Um, He's an (laughs) 8'6", 500-pound half-ogre.
6: Hello, Peanut Cove here. Wonderful day, isn't it? Yes, it is a wonderful day. Lovely morning, top of the morning to you, and all that. Really would be a shame if anything untoward happened to this wonderful restaurant
1: of yours, wouldn't it? So he is a happy British half-ogre. I like that.
5: Yes, that exactly.
1: And finally today, we have a special guest with us, Mr. Dave Wright. Who will you be playing today?
5: Gherkin
4: McGillicuddy.
1: <laughs> Another great name. Uh, well, you know,
4: it's... Uh, by the way, uh, I'm down here. <laughs> you keep looking up where I think my voice would be. Uh, I'm a quarter-orc. Oh. Pure-bred
1: quarter-orc. A quarter orc, so
0: not mm-hmm. a half orc. <laughs>
4: My mama a was a quarter. half orc. My daddy was a half orc. His daddy was a half orc. I am a quarter orc. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> so you're a quarter orc. What's the three quarters? Is it? What's the other part of the equation?
4: Well, that's just some kind of math we don't really like to do. I'm a quarter <laughs> orc. <laughs> I think you, sure you we, ask a lot of questions.
1: <laughs> I think we had said offline that you were part halfling. You're a halfling. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And or- <laughs> <laughs>
4: so I was like, I'm ill prepared for such matters. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so you're a very, very tiny.
4: I'm part courtier. Yeah. <laughs> I
2: thought <laughs> your character um, I was embarrassed about it. Turns out you just forgot. <laughs> yeah. <no. laughs>
1: and Dave is also playing our big bad today. So don't get too friendly uh, with Dave. Now, let me tell you the setting here. Now, All of that uh, introduction did not prepare you for what our game actually is, which is a uh, role-playing game set in the Fantasy Wild West where players engage in racing, combat, cooking, and service. Uh, It's like, we're no angels meets cannonball run meets chop, says Chud Bingsley. And so today uh, we are introducing our characters and we're going through a process of character creation and then starting the story. As everybody just introduced their characters and all their weird names, it should be stated that the way we did this was we created brand new characters based on uh, random tables with random uh, generated uh, attributes and names. So what we did was we first started with a little Mad Lib, and we had the characters fill out a little questionnaire, because this is going to be a cooking and racing uh, adventure, There are two main characters. One is a chef and one is a driver. And the Mad Lib that we had was, the first question was for the chef. And we said, name a childhood pet or street you grew up on. And that was for Sarah Lee. And you said, Buster?
3: Buster. Buster.
1: And Buster, I assume that was the name of a pet.
3: I don't want to answer that question because then somebody could hack into all of my (laughs) security questions.
1: Okay, we'll have to edit that. Um, Buster123, Buster Password.
3: Yes. That
1: was actually my my main goal to creating this entire RPG was just to get all your passwords.
0: Identity
3: fraud is no joke. Jesse. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a thinly disguised, it took me uh, eight months of the pandemic to figure out how to get you guys in a uh, social security
0: number. will hands, um, man. This,
1: <laughs> the second question was your favorite hot sauce, and you put garlic aioli. So that's why her name oh, wait. is Buster aioli. No,
3: my question, and, and the name. question I got was different than favorite hot sauce, it said favorite condiment. Oh, that's good. I mean, well, that, I don't like spicy food anyway, so garlic aioli would be spot on either way. <laughs>
5: <laughs> it's spicy enough. I love that. Strange that it's actually the same answer.
2: Yeah. God, Sarah Lee had some garlic and she's sweating. Oh, my God. We gave the same or well, a couple different
1: questions for the name uh, generator for Damien, which was um, give me an adjective and then the brand of your first car or bicycle. And yeah. that is why he is horny huffy.
2: Yeah, I resent that uh, I went to a similar naming convention as my brother. No, there was a formula of Mad Libs I <laughs> got here yes. that made me arrive at Horny Huffy.
1: It's not Damien's fault that horny is the first adjective that comes to his mind.
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, we really need to have question. a talk about this.
1: <laughs> Sarah Lee was asked for a food that disgusts you, and she said relish, which is going to come into play later. Um uh, Damien was asked a food that you despise or are allergic to and he put uh, prairie oysters which is interesting. Are
2: you allergic to prairie oysters and how did you find that out? I know that I'm yagging just thinking about eating them now <laughs> so I don't know if that makes me allergic but I think it, it, it uh, qualified. I, I think they look better on the bowl call me crazy uh, <laughs> Sarah Lee
1: was asked for her favorite meal and it was burrito and uh, <laughs> singular and then, burrito Uh, Just burrito, that's a meal. (laughs) And you eat it with a fork and a knife. And then Damien was asked for three weird food ingredients, which we've got, and they will be coming up later. All right, so we're going to move forward with the story. So the way this tale begins with our randomly generated new characters is they do have a little backstory together which we're going to get to and the way the story begins is our star or our stars sarah lee and damien they wake up in a prison cell with a prison guard looming over them and shouting in their face
0: prisoners
6: zero four eight one seven one three
2: one Get up! That means you, Cookie. Uh, do you know who I used to be? I used to be Horny Huffy in the morning.
3: <laughs> Come on, back
2: off, then! <laughs> oh,
1: he's addressing you,
3: Sara Lee. I, matey, my name's not a bunch of numbers, and it ain't Cookie either. Arg! The handle is Buster Garlic Aioli, and you're gonna remember it, matey. You're
6: not special. I ain't impressed with you none, maggot! <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> the guard, unimpressed, uh, does a heel turn and walks away.
3: Tonight's the night, erg.
1: Buster thinks to herself, after being convicted of a crime you didn't commit, you've spent five long years in the Huskow, planning how to bust out, and tonight is the night that you finally are going to fly the coop. As you prepare to leave your cell... You glance at a reflection in the dingy piece of metal that serves as a mirror. What do you see?
3: I am a small lizard, but I am emotionally strong. Arg! I have a small little black eye patch that covers my eye. It's really decorative. I just thought it would look fitting for this whole thing of I like pirates, but my eye really functions. It's fine. It's just an illusion, everybody. Don't freak out. Um, I do have a pocket protector with my pens in case I need to write a lot of notes down, arg. And I um, have a small little chef hat that I keep my uh, doubloons in because I don't like to carry a purse. I like to keep my money on my mind. And I am maybe slightly riddled with scurvy.
1: <laughs> oh no. wow! So you, so you, you're looking a little scurvyish.
3: A little scurvy. Like a you know, if the jail had given us a better fruit ratio of our diet, I probably could have cured myself of the scurvy. But that's okay. Ark.
1: Not a lot of fruit in this prison.
5: Whoa, 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 whoa! Are you sure you haven't just been avoiding fruit to become more pirate-like?
3: Don't let them in know my secrets. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You purposely got scurvy. It
3: took me five years to get to this point, and I love it.
1: Looking into your own bloodshot, yellow, scurvy eyes in the mirror, you think to yourself, how did it come to this? You know, you used to be a great chef, a master of the culinary arts, able to whip up delectable delicacies, that's hard to say, to delight the taste buds. (laughs) You can't believe that you're now in a cellmate. You look over at the other bunk and see your co-conspirator in your plan to escape your cellmate and also happens to be your husband. He's rising up. What do you say to him?
3: Well, H, matey, because I I, Sweetie. I, just refuse to call you by your name, H.
2: <laughs> Come on. I, I, you know what you have. You could just, I mean, you could call me Huff. How the house Huff, but everybody else, they got to call me Horny Huffy. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> oh, God, kill me. I hate myself. <laughs> oh. I, I hear it. I hear what, I hear right. how it sounds coming out of my mouth. Hey. And it's, it's, it's terrible. Yes. But I, that's the only way I can talk.
3: Ha <laughs> ha! Yes. again, this was a marriage of convenience, not a marriage of love.
2: <laughs> what, I, what are you talking about? I mean, I mean, sure, sure, you know, we don't like, you know, you're a lizard person and I'm an elf. And, and by the way, I'm, I'm dressed like, uh, D- Lycus. I have like a, a jacket with like, uh, Sostagarian money printed all over it. Elton John star sunglasses. But you look all... like the Riddler kind of? <laughs> yeah, but I look look very old and worn down like I'm uh <laughs>
0: Like a t- <laughs> I, washed I up depressed. drug addict.
2: <laughs> yeah, like all these clothes look like they might have been worth something when they were bought new like 20 years ago, but like now they're run down and everything has holes in it and it's kind of just hanging together with like tape.
1: Wow. That is uh that's
2: impressive. That is depressing.
1: So you're a you're looking into that mirror, you're a morning radio, you're a former morning radio DJ slash depressed elf.
2: How did Orny, you... Orny Hopper used to dominate the airwaves, baby, until <laughs> Dr. Frasier Crane came along and put me out of business.
1: <laughs> so your backstory now, the two of you ended up having a tavern in Duke's court called the Whistling Cuddlefish.
3: I would like to interject here and make a request for yeah. a name change.
1: Oh, absolutely.
3: I would, If it is agreeable to you... So I would prefer our pub to be known as the Runny Buccaneer.
1: Amazing. Okay. And
3: with that, Damien and I did come up with a side backstory regarding our ingredients and a theme to our restaurant. If you are okay with Amazing. that. Amazing.
1: Yes, I would love to hear about it. Um, the two of you had this tavern in Duke's Court. Um, tell me a little bit about
3: it. Well, as as you know, I am a lizard. Arg. Uh, Which means that I have married someone outside of my species. This uh, landlubber over here and I are not biologically compatible.
2: Not sexually compatible at all. Not even a little bit. I was
3: trying trying not to be (laughs) vulgar about this, Huffy.
2: It sounds like they're lying. (laughs) We can't bang. No banging.
3: No, no, he is not my wench. Uh, So as a lizard... I just kind of pop out a ton of eggs every week, and we don't know what to do with them because, you know, we can't fertilize them by any way. So we decided to come up with a restaurant where everything is eggs. We only serve egg dishes of a pirate theme. Hence the runny buccaneer.
2: I'm not on radio anymore, but I'm living the dream. Just me and my wife's eggs eggs serving them up.
3: And this is our retirement plan, Arg, that, you know... Both of our passions have subsided, and we just need means to keep a roof over our head. So we have created our restaurant, and we serve a long list of egg dishes. Arg.
1: I would love to hear your pirate-themed egg dishes uh, right now. I just am
5: fascinated. I want to hear Horny Huffy's cable access advertisement for the Runny Buccaneer.
3: (laughs) Oh, that'd be great. Ahoy, landlubbers. It's
2: me, Horny Huffy, here. And I'm in a sexless marriage, and you know what I do? I take out all that energy, and I put it into our food and give you the best damn meal that you've had in Sastagaria.
5: We put the (laughs) sauce in Sastagaria.
2: Our sexless marriage is your
5: full stomach. Speaking of full stomachs, uh, what are the names of these dishes you were talking about?
3: You know, one of our most requested dishes is the huevos rum Cheros,
1: And that is a uh, rum-flavored egg dish?
3: It is like Huevo's Rancheros, but uh, we we seasoned it with some rum spices in there because no pirate is complete without rum. We also do have the yolk ho-ho, which is a, a scrambled egg. We can put anything you want in there. And dead men tell no yolks, which is sunny side <laughs> up.
0: Oh my God. So the this is a
2: clutch of eggs at the start of the week.
3: Yes. All right. and, and we do have... A new promotion coming out that we hope will intrigue the younger people. Uh, we, are, we were planning on being open 24 hours a day for both the little kids and the drunkards. We have Marooned Over My Horn Swaggle, which is essentially an egg cheese enhanced sandwich.
1: <laughs> this sounds like the best breakfast place in the Wild West.
3: Yes.
2: Well, if you like lizard eggs, it's the best. Yes.
1: Absolutely. Yes.
3: And we do catering, mm. so if you ever have a party, may I recommend our deviled doubloons eggs, which are essentially deviled eggs.
1: So how did you guys um, decide to open a breakfast tavern in the middle of uh, Well, yeah,
2: I'll take this one, sweetie. Okay. Uh, after I lost my uh, radio job, uh, I, I hit hard times, started drinking, uh, got really hard into pills. Um, you know, I, I really... We was hit, hit rock bottom.
0: And it wasn't until
2: I met one lizard angel. That's me. That saved me. And and she taught me that there was more to life. Since then, I realized I would be nothing without her. I would have ended my life long ago. And and why we don't, we're not compatible physically. We have so much mind sex just between <laughs> us and our relationship. And that's what I said. She saved me. I'm going to save her. If it's her dream to serve her eggs to the world, then by God. I'll be doing that for my wife, helping her serve her horrific eggs to anybody <laughs> who hasn't convinced to eat them.
3: And may I just point Sir? in that his mind sex is exactly how I imagine real sex would be. It's awful.
2: I am truly irredeemable. <laughs> oh God! It is oh, God.
3: short and never satisfying. Arg.
2: Yep, mind sex. Can
3: we, like, what is?
2: My, is it like that? Is it like that? Demolition man sex? where they put the uh, virtual reality things on.
5: Imagination's (laughs) the only limitation. And she's still faking it.
3: (laughs) Well, Ah, at the end of the day, Jesse, Chud, Mm. I don't know how to drive a car, (laughs) but he does. It's hard to have your dream chuck wagon situation or a food truck if you don't know how to drive.
2: She has walking vertigo. She can't drive. So in a lot of ways, she's kind of my hostage. And that's like just kind of the marriage we have, sweetie. Isn't that right?
3: Yes, I just hang out in the crow's nest. This marriage is becoming less
2: sweet. How
0: <laughs> we
3: describe it? That's why I said it was—it was a marriage of convenience. Listen, none of us could do better. Did you get
2: citizenship into
4: Sustagaria.
1: <laughs> I love that I asked you guys to have a very close bond, and this is what you
0: came
4: up <laughs> with. <laughs> I wouldn't trade. We're, we're close like both
1: sides of the ravine. We're in a sexless marriage <laughs> between two incompatible species. That's a close relationship.
5: It's the closest
1: relationship
5: Sarah Lee Steiner could conceive of.
3: <laughs> I feel so personally attacked right now. <laughs> Listen, our our relationship is
2: is the ideal. Like there are asexual people listening to this podcast right now. Like finally, our relationship is represented.
1: That's right. Now maybe it's the fact that opposites attract that the chemistry between you guys has produced such great food and drink in this town. And apparently, the word is getting out that you know uh, there's great great grub, great service. So it's the best in in all of Middenheim. And uh, these egg dishes are really taken off.
5: Now I'm sorry, but to be clear, this is all about to be some flashbacky stuff right? Yes, this is
1: about to be a little flashback as to why they're in prison now.
5: <laughs>
1: so their business at the uh, the old runny Buccaneer was good. It was a little too good actually because as the notoriety grew of your tavern, it gained some unwanted attention by a one dastardly, Uh, Gherkin Relish McGillicuddy.
4: That's Gherkin Bad Relish (laughs) McGillicuddy.
1: His his middle name is something Sarah Lee hates. Um, McGillicuddy was the cutthroat owner of the Pickled Pony, which is a competing tavern. And it's the world's first chain restaurant. Uh, they have bad service and they use low quality ingredients and they specialize in serving steaming hot prairie oysters. (laughs) Uh, pretty gross envious of your tasty grub and loyal customers Gherkin vowed to put you out of business and the day before the 25th annual Duke's Court chili cook-off Gherkin McGillicuddy and his goons visit the runny buccaneer you hear the front entrance door fly open with great force You look up to see a giant of a humanoid squeeze through the doorway and stand towering before you, at which point you hear the voice of Gherkin McGillicuddy.
4: Well, this sure is a really nice little place you got here. (laughs) The runny buccaneer.
1: Rather, Peanut Gove, the ogre, steps to one side, revealing a tiny quarter orc. (laughs) I'm
4: part halfling, part... Half orc. That makes me quarter orc.
1: Describe uh, the way your quarter orc looks, and is, he has a little pet too, doesn't he?
4: Well, of course, I got my little buddy with me.
1: <laughs> He's a weasel. What's Cute the name? Cute little of the thing? thing. Does he have a, a name, the weasel?
4: Sure, he does. His name's Little Buddy. Oh,
1: there you go. Okay.
3: Creativity <laughs> like just
4: Little Buddy. <laughs> His real name is Chancerelli, but he doesn't prefer that.
1: <laughs> so as he, as the two of these figures enter, um, your tavern, uh, behind the bar, uh, Horny Huffy is serving drinks to a couple customers. He looks up from the bar and sees this huge menacing half ogre and this tiny, less menacing halfling orc. And,
2: uh, how do you greet them? Oh, uh, what can I get you, big stuff? Oh, hey, look. uh, Orcs in the mirror may be smaller than they appear, am I right? (laughs) What can I get you to drink? You know, what do you say? Hello,
6: lovely day, lovely day. Me and me boss here heard about your lovely eggs and whatnot you got here. We thought we'd stop by and see it. Lovely. Hey, boss, what was he saying about orcs in the mirror? Why are they small? Uh, I don't get it. Is it some sort of greeting?
2: No, it's a good joke. Uh, I could tell because I have to explain it right now. Okay, what I did was I called your friend over here short because he's like an orc, but smaller. Know what I'm talking about? (laughs) High five.
6: Oh, right, of course, because everyone is small. Literally, everyone is small compared to me. And also, reflections.
4: Well, we sure aren't here for these horrible jokes, that's for certain.
6: (laughs) Yeah, what he said, we're not here for your jokes. (laughs) Why are we here again? So I understand you two
4: just, uh, have been having a little bit of success around this town, is that right? Congratulations!
2: (laughs) Serving up your egg dishes? Well, thank you, people seem to love eggs around here,
1: know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Buster, you're working away in the kitchen, putting your finishing touches on your special chili for the cook-off tomorrow, when suddenly you hear all this commotion. When you step out to see what's going on, what do you say?
3: Ahoy, mateys! Oh, wait a minute. Did I hear one of you speaking like you believe in the red end sign? You son of a biscuit eater.
2: Language, sweetie.
3: Listen... Did you hear the way that that guy talked to us? There she blows. That there is a British wrench. I don't think we should trust them.
2: Carefully, he's kind of big, sweetie. <laughs>
3: oh, God. That's why I keep you around, you scallywag. Uh, uh, uh. I don't think we should trust them.
2: All right, guys, you heard her. You, you, you better go before I have to get rough with you.
3: <laughs> Your blooms are no good here.
2: Whoa no!
4: Well, I'm happy to hear that because I'm not here to buy anything. I'm just here to take a look around. I understand you all make a really fine chili.
3: I don't even want you looking at my booty.
2: Yeah, that's that's, that's all mine. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, I believe I believe I'm at a complete loss of words. I've never seen
2: a booty on a lizard before. <laughs> <laughs> it's not much. I agree. She's a lot of tail back there.
3: My restaurant is my booty. Arg.
6: Lovely booty, then.
3: Looks like a real nice place. Something I might want to buy
4: someday. <laughs> this is mutiny.
1: One of the other customers at the bar is uh, getting restless from not getting any service and starts banging their uh, flagon of ale on the bar, saying,
2: "Hey, let me get a beer down here." I got you. I got you. Tin liquor IPA coming right at you. Refill. Sorry, you could, uh, gentlemen, if if you want to buy this restaurant, you know, we're entertaining offers. You know, I mean, hold on, I mean, I don't think we could give up this restaurant. There's so much love that's gone into this. Like, we couldn't give it up for anything more than two million gold pieces.
3: No, that's not enough at all. I went to accounting school. It would need to be at least five million pieces. But even then, that's just to get us to the table to talk. Ark. I think it'd be best if you turn around... Walk to the head of this restaurant and leave via the gangplank.
4: As they tell me all of this information, I go to my little buddy and release him, say, him, go around, scurry a bit, cause up a little, stir up a little bit of trouble there for me, little buddy." So you release the weasel? Of course, I release the weasel. I'm not going to let these people talk to me, and I sure as heck ain't going to pay five million doubloons for this piece of thing. Now I plan on taking these suckers down and i'm gonna get it on the cheap
5: when he releases the weasel peanut goes
6: oh is that the cue boss all right oh no there's a rodent about About to get that taken care of don't worry i'm a certified exterminator i'll do it pro bono
5: and peanut goes about flipping tables over in the pursuit of little buddy
6: it's your lucky day! Free rodent removal! This is such a nice thing
5: I'm doing for you! Lucky you, lucky you! As he's flipping tables over left
2: and right. Oh my god, that ogre just ran through a children's birthday party!
3: Blimey!
2: <laughs> Flip the table! Oh my god! This
3: is a plunder among us!
2: Mass commotion now.
4: Seems like you two better get over there and fix this situation. <laughs> As they do that, I'm gonna sneak on into the kitchen.
1: The tavern has burst into complete confusion. It's just erupted into chaos as this weasel is running and scurrying around the tavern. The customers that are in there are screaming and lifting their legs up. The ogre is bashing through tables and running around, chasing him. And in the middle of all of this, no one seems to notice that Gherkin McGillicuddy has slipped back into the kitchen what do you do while you're back there gert well from inside
4: of my pocket i pull out a small vial that i bought on the pony express design (laughs) it's two two day delivery and inside i have a little bit of poison (laughs) you think you're gonna best me at the chili cook-off there's only one best in this town and that's me and i sure as heck ain't fixing to pay you folks five million doubloons for this piece of junk anyway listen as my weasels out there I'm gonna poison your food,
5: <laughs> while saying all of this out loud to himself.
4: And open up the vial, take a quick sniff, step back. <laughs> Ooh, that's some strong poisoner. Mm. Drop just a couple drips or two right on into that chili pot that I see.
1: All right, so he poisons your chili, and then he sneaks back out into the tavern where a chaos has basically cloaked his uh, his actions. At that point, he. He gets his ogre friend and they gather up the weasel and they make a hasty retreat saying, oh, they changed their mind. They, they don't really want to buy the place anymore. And they 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 beat feet out of there as you guys are left cleaning up this huge mess.
6: I would never buy a place with this level of varmints. <laughs> oh, I've got little buddy now. Look at that. I've saved your restaurant from this awful rodent infestation. I shall now be leaving on this wonderful day.
5: Hold on real quick. This
4: isn't Gherkin McGillicuddy level. You all have a rodent problem here. (laughs) You people better get out of here before you get sick too.
1: And on the way out the door, uh, as Gherkin is leaving, he stops. He pokes his head back in one last time. And he utters one last threat to you guys. In, you guys know that you're going to be competing against him in the chili cook-off tomorrow. And this last threat sounds very ominous. What do you say, Girkin?
6: And now I bow and hold the jaw open for my boss to say one more triumphant line: Your
4: lizard eggs ain't going to
6: save you now.
3: <laughs>
4: We're not just going to lock down your restaurant. I'm going to have you locked up forever. (laughs) Good luck tomorrow. You're going to need it.
3: Shiver me timbers. May the best man win, Gherkin.
1: In a case of possibly saying the quiet part loud, it seems that Gherkin has revealed some part of his plan to get them locked up. And then he leaves. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Forgot
4: that part. (laughs)
2: Sweetie, sweetie, that that nice man who just came by had the weirdest way of saying good luck and congratulations for tomorrow. What a nice guy! Good luck tomorrow. <laughs> Avoiding being locked up in prison
4: <laughs> because I poisoned your chili. After tomorrow, your restaurant ain't gonna be the only thing that's locked up forever. Wait, I just said the inside part, outside.
2: <laughs> your chili is going to be so good; it'll be to die for. <laughs> so despite the fact that you guys dropped all
1: these hints um, (laughs) unfortunately the couple do not notice that their chili has been poisoned and they I'm just under the bar drinking shut up shut up the next day they end up serving this this uh, chili and inadvertently they poison the judge of the contest who also happens to be the town's head lawman Sheriff Onadidham Uh, thankfully the sheriff recovered but you, Buster, and you, Horny Huffy, are in deep, deep doo-doo. Unfortunately, you've been thrown into Folsom, a maximum security prison full of the meanest monsters of all size and description. And it is only through your knack for cooking tasty grub and for uh, Horny's snack. <laughs> <laughs> At being horny, no, uh, for, for salesman-like charm that has kept you two alive so far. For the past year, you've been working on the line, cooking and serving cons in the chow hall and waiting for the right opportunity to spring free. So today is that day. You're uh, looking forward to making your escape from the prison. You've gotten very chummy with the food delivery boys that come to stock the prison pantry with grub. And your plan today is to stow away on their wagon and leave this awful place in your dust. But first, you've got to cook one last meal for these inmates and you decide to fix the inmates something really special your absolute favorite meal um buster is tonight you are cooking burritos
3: i believe we referred to it at my my restaurant as a as a landlubber that's it.
1: that's the name of the burrito <laughs> yeah.
3: breakfast burrito with eggs
1: Oh, that, is that your specialty, the breakfast burrito? Well, it
3: is not my specialty, because I told you earlier, if you were listening, Chud, that my specialty <laughs> is the huevos rumcheros, but that is okay. That's true. I had That's a lot true. of things to tell you yeah. earlier.
2: Now, uh, but in prison, we have to kind of make do with ingredients, so we use uh, we use ramen and toilet wine, along with, the, uh, with her clutch of eggs, to really round out the burrito. That sounds truly disgusting, and uh, I
1: hope the cons enjoy it, but... Um So, um, Huffy, or Horny Huffy, you go around telling all the convicts to expect this incredible special dinner tonight, and they're getting very excited and start promising lots
2: of tips in tobacco. That's the, uh, preferred currency Uh, in Folsom. Get excited for this meal. If not, if I'm wrong, you may use my body as a currency around this prison. That's how confident I am in this meal that me and my lovely wife and our non-sexual marriage are making. So
1: um, you guys go down to the uh, chow hall and you take a gander in the pantry and you find just a few items available. So Buster, the pantry that you're going to be using has these seven ingredients, rice, canned beans, sugar, flour, salt, cooking oil, and water. Those ingredients are always going to be available to you for free throughout the game. You can combine these basic ingredients with others that you purchase or are given to create dishes in future scenes. But for now, you have these seven things to cook with and um, you take a look inside the cooler to try to see if there's any other special ingredients that you use to make burritos. Unfortunately, all you find is a basket with some mystery ingredients. You look inside the basket and you find... Troll farts, Tabasco, and pixie fruit. Which is what Damien came up with as three (laughs) gross ingredients. I don't even know what those are, to be honest with you. Troll farts? I guess a little bottle of troll farts? Uh, Use it in the same way you would a vinegar. A vinegar? Uh, (laughs) Tabasco is the most normal there, and then pixie fruit. (laughs) Um, Hey, you're the chef. I don't know. You, You tell me. What, uh... What basically, what do you plan to do with these ingredients? How are you going to cook these things and try to make the dish that you were going to do?
3: Yeah, so my question is, Chud Lord, where do my eggs fall into place? Because that is a component of myself that I can pop out. Am I allowed to use those or is that cheating?
1: Oh, you mean you can actually lay lizard eggs? Yes. And then cook them?
3: Yes, I'm actually biologically obligated to pop them out at least once a week otherwise I get a tummy ache. Arg.
1: Hey, I mean, I would I would try it. Like You, you get
4: a tummy arg? <laughs> a tummy arg?
1: Is is there cheating in role playing? I don't think. I don't know. I think you no. should definitely give it a shot.
2: Maybe maybe she could roll to see if uh she could uh produce a clutch in time <laughs> to produce eggs. I mean, if that's an ability that she has
1: it's just too So the question, I guess, would
3: be, do I need a roll to see how many eggs I produce?
1: I like that. Um, At this point, we probably should explain the system of rolling. And um, my good pal, Clint Beiser actually really helped me develop this and came up with this on his own. Clint, maybe you could explain rolling. Very well. Get ready for the best minute of podcasting ever.
5: I came up with a two-part system for this game. First, you roll for success. You roll a d20 to see how successful you are in your action. And then based on how successful you are, you roll a corresponding number of d4s and add modifiers to find the result. For example, this upcoming roll is going to be for cooking. So if you had terrible luck and rolled a natural one, the result would be you got burned, and you would roll 1d4 and subtract that from your overall modifier, resulting in your taste points for that dish. On the other extreme, if you roll a natural 20, hot damn, you would get to roll 3d4 and add your taste modifier, resulting in a likely much better overall taste score. In between, we have two through six, yeesh, zero d4, seven through 14, Meh, 1d4, 15 through 19, noise. That'll earn you 2d4. Other aspects of the game, such as racing, will have slightly different tables, but they all start
1: with the same success roll. That's it for rules. Back to the boring stuff. So basically that's the way that uh, the rolling system works is you make the attempt with a d20 and then you'll roll d4s to see how it goes. So yeah, why don't we do that right now to give it a shot? Um, Sarah Lee, if you want to roll the d20 once, we'll see how many uh, eggs you're able to produce. And a reminder that a 1 is a critical fail and uh, 20 would be a uh, critical success.
3: I rolled a 16.
1: Okay, so...
4: You have got a lot of
1: eggs. You've got a lot of <laughs> eggs. You've, you have 2d4 eggs, so now you're going to roll uh two D4 dice, roll the D4 dice twice, and that's how many eggs you're going to have.
3: I got seven total. Four and three.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. Alright, so you have seven fat lizard eggs that you can use for your special breakfast burrito. Tell me a little bit how you prepare this dish what the process of uh, preparing these ingredients and cooking this is, and then we're going to have you roll to see how it comes out.
3: Well, my plan... <coughs> My plan is to choke on my own spit. Um, my plan is to take the flower and knead it into some handmade tortillas. Uh, With the cooking oil, I might fry those because sometimes burritos are good when they have just a little bit of crunch to the oil, but that will be at the final end. We'll take those canned beans and rice, arg, and we're gonna fry up some eggs. We're gonna mix them all in, ahoy. (laughs) And we have Tabasco as one of our spices we have. So we can add that in there to give it a little bit of kick and flavor and Blimey, wouldn't you know it? Maybe some cut-up pixie fruit on the side for just a little zoosh to the plate. Yar. Yarg.
2: Can we make it like a...
3: Little zushar?
2: we make... a little,
3: like z- a... <laughs> little zushar. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, I love that. Um,
1: it's a little
4: hidden treasure.
3: <laughs> just just a a little, uh, wait, no, I have a word. I, I wrote down pirate words for me to reference during this podcast. So where is my- I
1: am surprised. So good.
3: A coffer, a little coffer, which means like a little treasure.
2: <laughs> I love it. So you- Can it be like a yeah. wet burrito? Can we like uh, soak the fart over <laughs> Drizzle the fart?
3: I'm not trying to get these people dead. Trying to have them enjoy their last meal with us. Ahoy. That's what got you in
2: here. I <laughs> will right, well, tell you what, I'm just going to go ahead and just, uh, can I like h- suck on the uh, troll fart like I would like a drug?
3: Yes, you can always. <laughs> like I'm doing whippets on the troll fart? We've been over this. <laughs> I know you have a problem. Suck as many troll farts as you need to, honey. Blimey.
2: Uh, okay. You go ahead and cook, babe. I'm going to sit here and disconnect. <laughs> Okay, so she. So Huffy is huffing on fart troll farts. Yes, yeah, so let's imagine this actual scene going down. My, my eyes are X's.
3: Prison changes people.
1: You guys enter the prison kitchen, and immediately one of you starts giving birth to eggs and cooking them, and the other starts huffing troll farts out of a bottle.
3: Can who, whoever's editing this, whoever is editing this, please enter in some kind of like. Popping sound effect of me giving birth to these eggs. is just pop,
4: pop, 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 Hold on, I got it. Or like the sound of somebody making a break and food.
2: <laughs> <laughs> really taste the bag. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, this is good stuff. There goes the pain oh going my away. Oh, <laughs> uh, gosh. I forgot that I'm sad all the time. I-
3: that's the perfect popping sound, just like just like when you babysit a kid and they take little rabbit shits in the toilet, just like that.
1: I like to think that at some point during this scene, the warden pops his head into the kitchen just to be like, hey, I heard y'all are making a special dinner. T- oh, my God, what's that smell? Don't look at me. Good Lord, who died in here? And, and he just runs out. He can't handle the sulfur stink of troll farts mixed with birthed eggs. Uh, oh, thank God. I thought he
2: was going to ask for some of my troll farts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the warden runs screaming out of the kitchen.
5: <laughs> I, I love how you described sulfur mixed with sulfur. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Extra double sulfur. <laughs> sulfur flatulent mixed with sulfur eggs. Alright, so um, I'm going to have you now roll to see how uh, your cooking goes. Um I'm going to give you a, a point of inspiration, though, because of the uh, the fact that you birthed your own eggs to make, uh, you know, breakfast burritos. So, basically, that means that if you you have one opportunity to re-roll the dice if you roll terribly. So, roll the one d20 here, and we'll see how your cooking goes. Oh
3: no! I rolled a one, so I would like to use my inspiration now.
1: Inspiration. We'll just pop it on out. Let's give that one more try. All
3: right, the new one is a nine. All
1: That's right, she a, rolled a nine. I
3: believe on the table here, I got a meh,
1: meh. That's meh. right,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: meh. Could have been a yeesh. Exactly. So she's gonna be rolling the uh, the one d twenty. She got a uh, nine, which is a meh, and corresponding to that nine, to that rolling a nine, is one d four dice roll. So you're gonna roll one d four.
3: And I got a one.
1: You got a one, and you're going to add a one from your cooking score. You actually have a so, plus one to cooking. So I have a that's two. Your proficiency. So your overall taste score for this dish is a two. That is, uh, it's not particularly great, but it could be much worse.
0: But
3: really, though, if you think about it, mateys, when it compares to prison rules, prison life scale of food, isn't a two a little bit good?
2: That's why you're the prison yeah. chef. <laughs> yeah, the troll fart was where all the taste was, but I was Huffy was just sucking on it the whole time. I forgot. How did you incorporate the pixie fruit
1: into the breakfast burrito?
3: Oh, that was just like a little side juice on the plateen to make it look nice.
1: <laughs> Hence the two. <laughs> I love it. It's a garnish.
3: Yes, that's the word I was thinking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like juice. Like
3: I couldn't remember garnish.
1: <laughs> Is that a Jewish. pirate word, juice? Yeah.
3: No, I think it's like a French or like Jewish, yeah.
1: I think it's, yeah. Mmm, really juicy. I know that Jonathan uses that on Queer Eye all the time. <laughs> Give it a little juice. Yeah. <laughs> so once you finish cooking uh, these breakfast burritos for dinner, your, uh, your partner here, Horny Huffy. Has to serve this dish to the cons. Now, some of these Where am I? some of these convicts are huge carnivorous monsters, and there's a particularly ravenous bugbear who pushes to the front of the line. His jaws slathering as he demands food. When you start to serve the dish, the bugbear snarls angrily, announcing that if his food isn't good enough, he's going to eat your face instead. Clint, you want to
2: do a, a reading on that character? Not bad. Usually he threatens to sodomize us. <coughs> so I guess like... <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you care how I play this guy?
1: Just however you want to play it, basically. All
5: right, I've got it then. Big, huge, intimidating bugbear.
6: <laughs> oh,
5: hello! seven food again? It better be better than
3: last time or I'm gonna eat your entire food! Off. I didn't realize my mom was joining this podcast. My God.
1: That's exactly how I imagined the bugbear sound. <laughs>
3: Spot on. Spot on.
1: <laughs> All right. So this giant, like nine foot monstrosity of a bugbear with the highest voice ever is about to eat your face if he doesn't like your food. Um, Corny Huffy, how do you convince this bugbear to eat the food and not you using your salesmanship and your charisma?
2: You eat this, and don't kill me, and I'll let you have the rest of these troll farts. How's that sound? This is contraband. Don't let the warden see this.
1: So you show him that you have a little bottle of troll farts.
2: Uh, I, I I put the well. other end of the balloon in his mouth and deflate the rest of it uh, in, into his mouth. You're talking about it, some good stuff right there. Oh yeah, that
1: really hits the spot, and it's so
6: good. Oh, it wore off already, but yeah, that's the
5: premium troll fart. Okay.
1: So it has an opposite effect of
2: helium. It, like, makes his voice
0: deeper.
1: It's like yeah. nitrous. Yeah, you
2: can taste the onions and the feces in that. You know it's good. Oh. Jeez. So did you keister the uh, <laughs> the troll farts? <laughs> yeah. I the troll farts in my butt. They'll never find them. I, 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 if I had known I was going to be taking these out two seconds, ago, I wouldn't have taken the trouble of putting it in there. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, there you go, Mr. Bugbear. Here's your troll farts.
1: Okay, well, let's oh, um, see how well that attempt worked uh, to <laughs> to use smuggled farts to convince him not to kill you. Roll the one d twenty for uh, service here on uh, table number three, and we're going to add a plus one because of your sales proficiency.
2: You could tell that this world is part of the Fraser world. It's very
3: highbrow.
2: <laughs> <laughs> very highbrow.
3: We're always highbrow. Buffy rolled
2: an eleven.
1: An 11. Okay. That's also Did a... Did you say meh. hi, bro? <laughs> now roll a 1d4. <laughs> what? No advantage for troll farts. Are you kidding me? I'm just not sure if that's a great idea to put a balloon into this face of this bugbear when he's so pissed off, but... Uh.
2: <laughs> we'll see. Well, the I, I rolled a 2 on that d4.
1: Okay. So you rolled a 2, and the taste was 2, and you're...
2: Sales is one. I'm sorry, babe. He's about to use my mouth as a, as a, let's just say, a pleasure hole.
3: Blimey.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, it turns out you did not need any advantage on that one because it, it's a positive result. And the bugbear actually uh, loves both the troll farts and your dish. And he gobbles it up heartily. Oh, thank God. Devouring the plate, the fork, the tray it was served on. Delicious, he shouts and shoves a big plug of tobacco into your pocket as a tip. All the prisoners thoroughly enjoy your dish, and while they're devouring your tasty breakfast burritos, uh, you, uh, Chef Buster, and your partner, Horny, uh, you start to approach the delivery fellows by the provision wagon. They've just finished unloading food supplies for the prison kitchen, and they're about to leave. You give them... A bunch of tobacco that you just received as a tip. And the delivery boys look the other way as
2: you and your partner stole aboard the wagon. Is it just me, sweetie, or these delivery boys really have a problem with tobacco? Like they have. (laughs)
3: Let's not worry about that right now. Right now we must sail ho.
2: (laughs) Real quick, the bugbear says,
3: (laughs) Boy, you
5: sure are lucky that
3: so far is my flavor
5: profile of choice.
2: He loves sulfur. Threatening is my love language. Bugbears love sulfur.
1: <laughs> Threatening is my love language. So you come out the back of this loading dock and you board onto the back of this uh, wagon, the supply wagon that's parked out there. You immediately observe that it's just—it's not just a, a regular supply cart. It's a full-blown battle-ready chuck wagon. As Horny Huffy heads to the front to take the reins and spur on the horse, Chef Buster steps up onto the back of the wagon and draws back the tarp, revealing the type of wagon that it is. So now uh, I'd like one of you guys... Actually, Sarah Lee, can you roll a 1d12?
0: Yes,
3: I rolled a 3.
1: Okay, so you rolled a 3. This is on my battle wagon table. You randomly... Got the Slow Smoker Battle Wagon. It's heavily fortified, it's very slow moving, and it focuses on making good food. Nice. It has plus one to cooking, plus one to attack. Ooh. It has 30 hit points, plus three to speed,
2: and plus one to defense. Cool. It's not one of those Traegers, though, that's like automatic. You have to like manually load it with charcoal. Right. <laughs> Yes, you got to man- manually load the slow smoker.
5: And for the folks at home that are not looking at the lovely table before us, just for reference compared to others that's good on health as well
1: as defense. And it's very it's pretty slow. Well, it's slow as balls, but decent attack and cooking. It's still it's still a tough one. So as you are inspecting this wagon, the slow smoker, you hear horny, huffy shouting from the front of the wagon and he's yelling this ain't no horse and
2: plus i'm still fucked up for those troll fights man i don't know if i should be driving
1: <laughs> buster you run to the as i'm stumbling to the wheel buster you run to the front of the wagon and instead of seeing a normal horse as the steed you see this huge magical creature harnessed to the front of the wagon damien uh roll on this next table for the steed, roll a 1d20.
2: I rolled a four.
1: Okay. A battle cat! You got the battle cat.
2: Well, <laughs>
1: I don't <laughs> know. That's just high. <laughs> this is a
2: real cat. Fuck yeah! I don't know if any
1: <laughs> any uh, He-Man fans are out there, but basically, you got Cringer from He-Man. It's a giant, ferocious mountain lion that gives a bonus to cooking and attack. So. Hey,
5: real quick, Jesse. Um, Yes, sir. Now, I know how some of these mounts have cooking abilities and whatnot, but maybe you could explain for everybody else, how is it that this battle cat gives a cooking bonus? Give us some flavor.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a good point. So um, some of these creatures are more intelligent than others. Some of them are more ferocious than others. Some are faster or more durable. Have more hit points or have more attack or some even have more charisma and there's a couple of these um, animals or steeds that are actually highly intelligent and they have a penchant for cooking <laughs> and as you uh, you realize that this steed is 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 one of those he's highly intelligent and he can speak to you and actually uh, function as like a sous chef to give you advice Um well. We're also going to have you roll for its personality and its accent. So, Sarah Lee, roll a 1d20, and then Damien, you roll a 1d20. So, Sarah Lee, you roll for its personality.
3: I rolled a nine. Okay. It is sensitive.
1: It's sensitive. I rolled a one. Southern.
3: It's a, instead of a Southern gentleman, it's a Southern sensitive. <laughs>
1: it's a Southern sensitive a, battle cat. It's a it's a Southern battle camp. It's, it's a
3: Southern s- dandy. <laughs> <laughs> southern
2: dandy of a battle cat. This Lindsey Graham. A Some say that I'm, <laughs> It's
4: it's very perfect.
2: <laughs> it's, it's, As I'm saying is that there are plenty of of good Christian camps that'll teach you how to love in a biblical way that's all i'm saying like a siamese cat you know it's very
3: (laughs) i thought they banned Uh, siamese cats with the travel band
4: hey you can i'm more like a persian you know
2: what i mean
3: also on the travel band you can change how you were born
2: just pray enough trust me
3: they have camps for that now
5: (laughs) that's what i was told this guy sounds like snagglepuss (laughs) Exit! Stage left! I don't like the way you all are talking
4: to me. This is really making me uncomfortable.
2: Yeah, this cat, hey, hey, hey. Hey, listen, Mr. Cat. Uh, be comfortable with who you are. We love you, man. I'm sorry that you grew up in a place that judged you really harshly for the for who you are, man. You know, I really do appreciate the way you were
4: talking to me. <laughs> That's so nice. <laughs> and I just have to say that, uh, you know, I really am looking forward to just kind of pulling y'all and uh, just bringing you places and uh, maybe I can help out with some of the cooking. You know, I'm pretty handy in the kitchen.
2: That's <laughs> great. Just keep it straight keep it fast. We gotta get the fuck out of here and uh, I'm about to throw up because I'm tripping balls on troll fart. But you sound lovely. I'd love to get to know you a bit more. um, I can't really promise the straight part, but I will be pulling.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't get it. You also want to introduce yourself. uh, The battle cat is named Violet Colorado.
4: Well, of course my name's Violet Colorado. (laughs) What else would it be? (laughs) It's a
2: tribute to famed purple state electorally Colorado. (laughs) Violet Colorado. (laughs)
4: Well, hello. My name is Violet Colorado. Pleasure to meet your acquaintance. <laughs> uh, I can tell by your apron that you fellow are a student in the culinary arts. Well, I myself am of modest skills, and I love to dabble in cookery. <laughs> if you should ever uh, need any help, just please feel free to ask. I've always wanted to be a sous chef. Anywho, I was about to mosey back into town. Y'all care for a ride? Y-
2: yeah, of course. <laughs>
3: Well, shiver me timbers, it's great to meet another sea dog around here. But, I mean, you're technically a cat. Sea dog is just a word that pirates use to reference one of another's. Wait, did you... You s- know, not...
4: Well, please don't reference me as a dog. I really don't appreciate that. It really hurts my feelings. <laughs> I,
3: I, listen, I I identify as a pirate, so sometimes my vocabulary is pirate-based. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't mean... Oh, I totally
1: understand. But,
3: yes, we'd love a ride into town. Sail ho! arg
1: <laughs> if you interact with your sous chef your steed and you ask for some advice you can actually roll on the 1d20 and if you get a positive result a, a 7 through 20 you get a one point of inspiration to be used on your future rolls for cooking so how do you respond um sarah lee uh buster how do you respond to your steed's generous offer to help you cook
3: ahoy that'd be great to oh, oh shit Hold on. <laughs> Let me look at my, my vocabulary list over here.
2: Uh, say yes, sweetie. He, I'm a mess. I could use him to, to come in and queer-eye my life.
3: I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> I I say, uh
2: Blimey me hearties.
3: Ahoy! Ya matey, I would love to travel with you. Uh can I sit in your crow's nest?
4: <laughs> Sounds so dirty. I, <laughs> <laughs>
1: and uh horny huffy you take the reins how do you try to convince uh the steed to take you out of here as fast as possible i want you to try to convince him and then roll the 1d20 to see if you get that inspiration
2: all right i'm gonna be i'm gonna be honest with you uh violet i'm i could use a dd right now but i'll do anything (laughs) um i got these reins here do you want me to to crack them it could be it doesn't have to be sexual you can be sexual i'll crack this whip on you I'm feeling
4: very uncomfortable now. This is really kind of bothering me a little bit. But Tell I what, let's say, just, let's
2: start slow. Crack.
4: You are motivating <laughs> me to run away from you.
1: <laughs> crack. Just crack. strap on and let's go. And now roll, uh, roll the one d twenty, Damien. Nineteen. Whoa. Well, you get yes. a point of inspiration. That's for sure. So write that down. Make sure you keep that in mind.
2: One point of inspiration. Yes.
1: So if any, at any point in the game, you need help from your steed. You can roll a 1d20, and if you get a 7 to 20, you can get the point of inspiration to help you out.
2: So by cracking him with the whip right now, I somehow commanded his respect, like... Ooh, that was forceful.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I do want to move faster now.
2: You helped me realize something about myself. I will come to your aid one time. (laughs) That kind of tickled a little
1: bit. I like the way that feels. (laughs) I'm into bondage. Thank you. Violet is very sensitive, so the, the cracking of the whip really motivates it to to get going
5: well it frightens
1: me a little (laughs) (laughs) and that fear is exciting (laughs) alright well you guys take off um, in this cart now you hear the sound of approaching guards and you know that it's time to make a hasty exit you ask your newly uh, acquainted steed friend for assistance in starting the wagon and it is spurred to action by horny huffy it then surges forward pulling the wagon away from the loading dock behind the kitchen, and into the path leading to the service gate to the prison compound. You're moving with great momentum now as you approach the exit gate. You see guards in the lookout towers above. The guards spot you, and an alarm starts to sound. The guards then begin firing crossbow bolts and musket fire down at your wagon as you begin to pick up great speed. All right, this is, uh, this is the prison break right now. Sarah Lee, you roll this one for 1d20 to try to avoid this crossbow bolt attack.
3: I got a 17.
1: Amazing. The crossbow bolts ring off your wagon ineffectually. You laugh at the pitiful archers, uh, taking no damage. Stop shooting my smoker. Uh, No damage and no penalty to distance on that one. All right, now, Sarah, uh, Damien, who's driving, roll
2: for racing now. All right, hold on to your butts. I am not sober. (laughs) I rolled an 18. Woo. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm just naturally swerving and it's dodging everything. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You rolled a nice.
1: Okay. So your racing roll is really high. So now you roll a 2d4 times two. We're going to add your speed bonus. There's no penalty for damage.
2: And that's going to give us our distance. Uh, I rolled a a 4 and a 2 8 times 2, that's 16
5: Nice! Now don't forget about all those modifiers including horny huffies plus 1 and what do the mount and wagon have? Right.
3: The hellcat has a 3 and the slow smoker has a 3 so our total is a 7 for the team
1: That's a total of 7 for speed?
3: For the whole team, yes
1: all right, so Damien rolled uh, the two d four, which you double it. Um, his total distance is twenty three units. Um, I'm gonna mark that on my
2: map here. Uh, because I have a really loud voice, I meant to be like kind of talking to. Um, I meant to be talking to my wife. Like <laughs> these idiots keep aiming at the smoker. They'd have a lot more luck if they were aiming at the battle cat. <laughs> and I don't realize that I'm like giving these guys advice. I know where to shoot.
4: Blimey, you (laughs) idiot.
3: Keep your voice down.
4: Miss Buster, if you could shut him up for me, please. (laughs) I'm sorry, buddy. I love you. Yes.
3: Help our friend here and keep your voice down. Arg.
1: So you make it to within, I'd say, about uh, 30 yards of the prison gate here. You're pretty close, but you didn't quite get to it. They rain down arrows again. Sarah Lee, uh, excuse me. Um, Buster, roll the 1d20 to try to avoid this crossbow attack.
3: 16.
1: Wow, you guys are killing it on these rolls.
3: I did not roll well when it counted with the food.
1: (laughs) But it was positive enough. Your faces did not get eaten. (laughs) Exactly.
3: Nobody likes my burrito. Sweetie,
2: maybe we start a racing team. How about we ditch this cooking thing? You take no damage the...
1: Crossbow bolts ring ineffectually off your wagon and you laugh at the pitiful archers. Damien slash Horny Huffy, please roll the 1d20 for racing again. You only need to get three units to burst free of this
2: gate. The suspense. I rolled a natural 20.
3: Oh, yeah, you did. Wow.
1: Wow. (laughs) I'll take a picture. You rolled a natural 20. That means you roll 3d4 times
2: 2, and you add your modifier of 7. Uh, that is two fours and a 1, so that is 9 plus 7. That is 16. No, times 2. Uh, uh, 9 times 2. 18. That 18. is 18 plus 7, which 25. is 25.
1: Okay, very good. So you have... <laughs>
2: baby driver.
1: Hot damn. You have, that is sufficient to burst free. Horny
4: Huffy's deadly behind the wheel. (laughs) Those troll farts act like nitrous to his brain.
1: (laughs) The steed pulling your wagon is really moving now. You see a few bolts and bullets glance off its hide harmlessly as it gnashes its teeth and snorts with rage. With an explosive crash, you burst through the wooden gate leading out of the prison. Your wagon hurtles down the dusty road as the guards continue to pelt you with fire from above. A few guards are pursuing on foot, and then you hear a rumbling sound and see a horse-drawn battle wagon begin to give chase. It begins firing crossbow bolts at you from long range. You wonder if the battle wagon that you're on could possibly have any built-in defenses. Sara Lee, you inspect your wagon for any weapons. Roll the D12, to see what you discover.
3: Roll the d12. 11.
2: Ooh, okay. Is there any chase music, like a radio you can put on an intercom?
3: No, no, no. Hold up, did I just roll for the hot garbage gas attack? Yes, you did.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you did.
3: That is all from my husband, not me.
2: (laughs)
1: That
3: is all pure garbage gas.
2: (laughs) I mean, we're we're emptying out the septic system in this thing. I mean, that's so many disgusting
1: smells in this episode. So all of the weapons and things, uh, modifications on these battle wagons are basically food-related items. And the one that you got is the hot garbage gas attack where you blast other drivers with a disorienting stench. So this is a rear or side mounted attack, <laughs> meaning if you get uh, in front of a wagon or if you're parallel to another wagon, you can use this thing and it has medium range, which is uh, we're going to say uh, short ranges will be five spaces, medium <laughs> range will be 10 spaces and long range gotcha. will be 20 spaces.
3: This was does- also my technique in uh, middle school wrestling.
1: The hot garbage hey. gas
2: attack. <laughs> <laughs> it does. That's
1: why
3: I was a seventh grade heavyweight champion. What's up?
2: <laughs> I don't want a wrestler. Is it because she's a girl? No, not at all.
3: <laughs> it's because she smells like I liquid garbage. what it
2: was. <laughs> Middle
3: school was rough. <laughs> My eyes are still
2: watering from my last wrestling match
3: <laughs> and that was a week ago. Are you crying? No, that's just
0: the oh reaction to
3: the smell to burn my uniform. <laughs> she could do that on command. That's <laughs> what happens when all you eat is burritos. <laughs> for the
5: uh, for the listeners, I just want to point out just how perfect that is. Not all the weapon names are like that. You know, they got the uh, the uh,
1: the hot garbage gas attack.
5: Yeah, the hot garbage gas attack. Just too perfect. There's some really cool sounding stuff here. They they, they could have gotten the beer-battered battering ram. That sounds fun. The ghost pepper flamethrower. The methane boosters. I like the the biscuit blender
1: bus. Oh, yeah. We've written so many...
3: Giant pizza cutter.
1: So many different weapons.
5: And I see, uh, I guess not all of them are weapons. There's the... uh, Cast iron skillet skin that's defense, a lot of different stuff there, Jesse.
1: True, and later they'll be able to buy more of those.
3: And I mean, if I could do it all over, I would spend my own inspiration points to keep rolling until I got the garbage (laughs) gas (laughs)
0: attack.
1: Sometimes things just work out the way you want them to, you know. (laughs) So that's lucky. So that's That does medium damage, and its medium range does 1d6 damage, and you can use it um, if you're parallel or in front of an attacker. You happen to be... It's no blue shell, but it's pretty solid. It's pretty (laughs) solid. You happen to be in front of a battle wagon. This enemy wagon, uh, I have stats on it, has uh, a front-mounted crossbow, and it has an omnidirectional flamethrower for short range. So you're being pursued now by another battle wagon. Basically, uh, Damien is gonna be rolling for racing and Sarah Lee's gonna be rolling for combat. And we're gonna see if they can outrun this battle wagon or if this battle wagon is gonna take them down and they go back to prison. All and right. I just
3: wanna clarify, when I'm rolling for this specific, to use this weapon, Am yeah. I ro- the D6 is my damage?
1: That'll be damage, yeah. Okay. So you'll be rolling oh. a D uh, twenty for to see if it hits, or to see gotcha. how well it hits. But first, gotcha. Damien, uh, roll for racing to determine uh, how far you get on your next uh, on your next distance roll.
2: Whenever the possibility for a Fast and the Furious moment, like if I could somehow, if we're going inside of a tunnel, if I could take the battle wagon and do like a loop through the tunnel. You know, like whenever I could do, whenever I could break the laws of physics with this wagon, I want to do so. <laughs> However, I just rolled a five, and so that won't be happening quite on this roll. <laughs> okay.
4: Well, you can certainly like to do that, but you are not <laughs> going to do it today.
2: Yeah, I'm just, I'm just hallucinating while like kind of passed out, slobbering at the wheel. <laughs> I think you must be
1: defying the laws of gravity. <laughs> so you rolled a five, which is a, a yeesh. Yeesh. So you don't roll any one, you don't roll any d fours, <laughs> but you get your speed bonus, which is. Seven. So you're going to be moving a distance of seven, unless you take a bunch of damage that is greater than seven. So I'm going to move you forward seven, actually right now. And then if they attack you and you go backwards, we'll get to that point later.
2: I'm sorry, sweetie. You don't know how to drive stick. <laughs> oh
1: God, we're going to die.
3: <laughs> I I think she's a female.
4: Uh, I identify as non-gender. <laughs> I am just a scared little pretty. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, All right. So, um, Sarah Lee, uh, as of right now, you're actually out of range. The pursuing wagon is going to do a racing, uh, a driving attempt because your gas attack, um, doesn't reach as far back as he is. So,
3: when He's you gonna... say your gas attack, I feel slightly attacked <laughs> on a personal level. However, I'm gonna let that one pass, <laughs> like this gas. <laughs> hey, you oh, are
2: you gonna, gonna let, let it pass? You <laughs> could have said her character.
3: Now, however, Buster's guy. attack. Yeah, whatever. We don't. Buster has no feelings when it comes to gas.
1: Um, someone had actually Clint. Can you roll for me? I would
5: love to, Jesse.
1: Yeah. So just roll a one d twenty.
5: That is a six, which also is a yeesh roll. Okay. Yeesh. That adds 0d4 to my modifier, which, ooh, that's a, that's a plus 10 for this pursuing vehicle.
1: All right. So the, the, the pursuing wagon is within almost, it's within about 10 squares of you guys now. Is, it is within exactly 10 squares, but it is going to attack. It can't use its its flamethrower because that's a, a short-range attack, but it's got a crossbow. So if you want to roll 1d20 for me there, Clint. All righty. 19. Ooh, boy. Oh, you nice. All right. Now roll the 2d4. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that's the highest noise you can get.
1: This will be a 2d4 plus
5: one. It's the noisest noise, if you will. All right, not bad. I got two threes
1: plus one, a total of seven. Okay, so you guys take seven damage total, subtract seven damage from your
3: hit
1: points. Gotcha.
3: We're at 43.
1: And you also take damage to your distance. You take half the damage to distance. So instead of... uh, Taking seven damage, you're gonna take four in distance around. And up.
3: then does that mean only three to health, or all seven also go to health? You
1: take all seven in health, but you're gonna okay. move back a few squares in distance gotcha. because he slows you down with that attack. And now we're back to the top of the order, which is um racing and combat. So Damien, you can roll for racing, and then Sarah Lee will roll for combat. You guys each roll a one D twenty.
2: All right, babe, hold on. This guy thinks he can outdrive a drive time DJ. <laughs> I used to report on traffic on the hour, every hour, and then again at half past the hour. This son of a bitch doesn't know who he's messing with. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I rolled an eight, so maybe he does. Maybe he has me pegged. I'm actually, babe, I think he has me pegged. I think he knows my moves. All right, you're I, I, I did a turn. I tried to turn signal right and then turned left, and he and he just followed me. <laughs> All right, so an 8 is a meh, but that is a
1: 1d4 times 2 plus your speed bonus, which is 7. So this is for your distance. 1d4 times 2 plus 7. Uh,
2: 1 times 2 plus 7. So I got a 9. All right. So you... I'm sorry, baby. The gears keep grinding on this thing, on this cat.
1: All right. I'm going to move you forward 9. All right. And now... Still within I range.
2: Don't divorce me, babe. I
1: need this. Sarah Lee, you want to hit him with a hot garbage?
3: <laughs> Is that what I can do for combat? Because yeah. I rolled a 10.
1: Yep, you can. Um, all right. so
3: I rolled a meh fart.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe describe to me how you shoot your
3: hot garbage at them. Like. I'm gonna say, um, I don't know how it looks, but I can tell you how it feels. There's a lot of rumbling. There's a <laughs> lot of buildup. You feel like it is going to be the biggest one ever. But then when it comes out, it's a—it's pretty disappointing. it's just like meh. Is
4: that the noise it actually
3: yes, makes? Yes, it was a meh. It was a <laughs> meh. It squeaks out.
2: <laughs> okay. She starts to walk away. Then like 7,000 <laughs> eggs just fall out of her. <laughs> <laughs> so for damage, you're going to be rolling
1: uh the 1d4 and add your attack bonus. I'm not sure what your attack bonus is.
3: My attack bonus is 3, so okay. I would add that's addition. So I rolled a 2, so then I add 3 5. Yep.
1: So you caused 5 damage to the pursuing wagon and also
3: specifically to the pursuing wagon's nose.
1: To his nose. Very to the steed. He does not like that and he is down to 15 hit points and really hating life. Okay. You guys are crawling forward to the end here. And Clint, if you could do another racing and attack roll for me for the pursuing wagon. Okay. That'll be a five. Okay. I rolled a five. That's not good at all. Um, Aston, Furious, Horny, Huffy, and Shaw. Give me one more roll for a combat. Okay, uh, seven. Seven. Boy, he sucks. Okay, so he does 1d4. I'm going to call that a two.
3: It's the power of the gas attack.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So the pursuing wagon moves forward 10 more units, and then he hits you uh, for five damage to your wagon. And you take five damage to the wagon and go back three steps. So now you guys are very close to each other and he can like almost it. use his flamethrower on you if you don't get out of there pretty quick.
3: I do not like it.
1: Alright, Damien it's your turn to do a racing roll to try to get us out of here.
3: Listen lad you better raise the Jolly Roger on this one and take to the seas.
2: Alright sweetie, I've been watching some YouTube videos on my phone about how to drive a Battlecat. I think I got this. I rolled a natural two. A natty two. <laughs> so, come on, you stupid, you stupid
5: cat. Go. Uh, maybe remember your inspiration.
2: Oh, you know, I'm gonna use my inspiration. Okay. Says so, so I get to reroll. Yeah. I rolled a nine. You rolled a If it was nine. a
3: one, I was gonna divorce you. <laughs> okay. I was just gonna <laughs> jump off the cat.
2: <laughs> no, I have nothing. You were gonna get so much more. No sex. <laughs> it's
1: gonna be one d four times two plus seven. Thirteen. All right. You move forward thirteen spaces, Oof. and you're just out of range from his weapon. And now, you are also out of range from using your weapon. All right, so he's just going to do a racing roll. Clint, you want to do a straight up mm-hmm. racing roll for me? It's uh, another seven. Okay, and
2: straight roll. Give me a one d four. Hey babe, we Tokyo drifted away from him. You like that move?
5: That's three times two, six plus ten.
1: Sixteen, okay. He catches up to you pretty significantly. Mm -mm. Um, He's right behind you, and he's now going to try to use his omnidirectional flamethrower attack. Mm -mm. Um, This one is short range, but it does 1d4 plus one damage. Clint, give me a 1d20 combat roll.
5: Gonna be a six. Another yeesh.
1: That's a yeesh. Okay. He only does one damage to you. All right. You take one damage. Uh, one more damage to your health and one damage to your distance. All right. Damien, you're up for racing. And Sarah Lee, you're up for combat. Okay. Give me a 1d20, each of you.
3: I got a nine for combat.
1: Okay. Okay. I rolled an 11 for racing. All right. 11 for racing. Give me a 1d4 times 2.
2: I rolled a 9. Uh, 1d4 times 2 plus 7. 9 plus 7? No. Uh, nine. 9 total. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's what I was like. Out
4: of a d4? You're good.
2: <laughs> I don't mean to brag, but I cheat a lot. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay and then sarah lee give me one more
3: for combat i rolled a three plus our attack of three for a total of six
1: okay oh that is enough you do six more damage knocking his wagon to shit
3: yeah
1: wagon falls apart in the road he has taken too much damage
3: i'm sorry did you just say my gas attack damaged him so much he fell to shit
1: yes That's correct.
3: Believe that was
1: your verbiage. (laughs) That is absolutely correct. Your gas attack has knocked the shit out of him. Yes. The wagon wheels fall off, the crossbow uh, smashes, and and then it lights itself on fire with the flamethrower and is nothing but a pile of rubble in your rearview mirror. Your adversaries, they attempt to pursue you. Until your smell makes them crap their pants. (laughs) Thanks to your trusty steed and armed battle wagon, you manage to evade capture. You race away from the prison, leaving it in a great cloud of dust and smoke with no looking back. On the horizon, far away, you see the twinkling lights of the bordering city of Silverton. And to you, they represent one thing and one thing only, freedom.
3: Land (laughs) ho!
1: Before you head into town... Yeah, town ho! Oh, wait. Before before heading into town, you stop by a big hayfield Up near a town called Buxton, you find a long rock wall (laughs) and a big oak tree at the north end. When you were in the slammer, you got a visit from your old pal, Chud Bingsley, who told you, Promise me, kid, if you ever get out, find that spot. In the middle of the well, uh, the wall, it's a wall, you'll find a rock that has no earthly business in uh, Middenheim Hayfield. A piece of black volcanic glass there's something buried under it. I want you to have. So you guys look and you find the spot. (laughs) You dig up the small treasure chest with some gold pieces that would surely help you because uh, you didn't think stores in the outside world accepted payment in tobacco. Add plus 50 gold to your inventory. And in addition, you find a golden ticket wrapped in a letter from Chud Bingsley that says, dear kid, If you're reading this, you've flown the coop. And if you've come this far, maybe you're willing to come a little farther. I could use a good man to help me get my new project on wheels. It's called the Chuck Wagon Championship. I've included a ticket, and I'll keep an eye out for you and your part. Remember, kid, Chuck Wagon grub is a good thing. Maybe the best of things.
2: (laughs) Keep on wagoning, your friend, Chuck. Holy shit. Chud wrote us a letter, babe. By the way, do you remember that time the sisters got a hold of Chud? Sisters? <laughs> I don't. Never mind. That was a whole reference to a movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <It> was, <yeah. laughs>
3: you and I were in the same jail for the last five years. When were you watching movies without me? <laughs>
2: yeah. We only got to watch one movie, The Shawshank Redemption, over and over again. in that prison, I figured it was the one movie, sweetie, that you'd see. That's all they showed in the day room.
5: that and the green mile (laughs) for some reason they only show movies with prisoners either escaping or finding some other way out of prison
2: (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Rita Hayworth
1: well you guys arrive in Silverton town and you find a quiet back alley behind a small inn to hitch the steed and park the wagon you need to rest and regroup plan your next move escaping prison has been your singular focus for so long and now you have to figure out what's next. You find a quiet saloon. I'm looking for a guy to sell
2: troll farts. <laughs> I need to get a fix. You need a f- troll fart fix. You find a.
3: You're not allowed to use any of this gold. <laughs> I'm holding on to this.
2: I'm gonna go look for a restroom, sweetie. Uh, just can I have some of that gold just to hold on to it? I will and then give I'll you. Join you back later.
3: One bloom. That's it. No more.
2: Uh, it's fine. I'll go earn the rest <laughs> as I'm loosening up my jaw. <laughs> you guys are having this discussion in a in a quiet local saloon.
1: Just yeah. like
3: our honeymoon all over.
1: <laughs> you guys are happy to have your first ale in five years. Hunkered in a shadowy corner of the saloon, you and uh, uh, you and your hubby there lay low and sip ales. You overhear talk that the Chuck Wagon Championship is a food truck race and cooking contest that begins in a couple of days. Apparently only the best in the land may enter by invitation only. You elbow each other knowingly, thinking about the golden ticket in your pocket. You're definitely interested in the big reward these barflies mentioned. You guys uh, decide you're going to outfit your wagon with better defenses before the race. You agree uh, to go off and see the blacksmith about that. But first, you need to find that dirty skunk, Gherkin McGillicuddy, and find a way to get a confession out of him, prove your innocence, and exonerate you for good. After that, you'll suit up and join this chuckwagon challenge that everybody's lipping about. You guys finish your ales and get your first good night's sleep in freedom. At first light the next morning, you'll set out on your very first quest. To be continued. Dun, dun, dun! All right. And that Ooh. I believe that is the point where we will stop today. Thank you guys so much for being such a great cast and being so patient
2: with me on my first attempt here. This I is really amazing. Thanks it. for Dungeon Mastering us. We don't make it easy. We, we're chaotic. And we talk over each other. I just have
3: to say, like, I really want to embarrass you here, Jesse, but share with the audience of how detailed you made this for us and how easy it is to follow along because I'm a visual person. You have all the verbiage. But then, like, you made a map. And you made all these charts and you got these cool photos in there that totally put you in the scene of like this, like this to be continued sign is right next to this cowboy walking in. He looks so tough and he's coming into the saloon and I (laughs) kind of feel like I'm on Westworld right now. But this is so awesome.
1: Thank you. I wish I could sort of capture that visual aspect, but.
3: I think it does a good job. It, It just, it flavors the imagination.
1: I'm glad. I hope that people enjoyed it. And I'm glad that you guys you know at least appreciate the amount of effort we put in and of course, it wasn't just me dave uh, Wright and I and clint and sal we we put a lot of work in on these little details and the images and and all that stuff that kind of puts this whole thing together so I'm glad you guys like it the jug <laughs> the, zhuzh, the, uh, zhuzh. the zhuzh. you
3: added the judge the garnish <laughs> the finesse this is really and now when, when
2: you when you have this you you um had it like a wacky races type thing when you uh, conceptualized right. it, so I can't wait to see all these other teams that were going to be uh, in the wacky races. Yeah, I wish I'd got. I wish we had been the Dick Dastardly team. Damn
1: it! <laughs> I know. Well, you never know who's going to join in next. Um, you I know, mean, definitely hoping for the rest of the cast to be involved in different wagons, and you know, during this big championship race, uh, you know, there'll be quite a bit of uh opportunity for the rest of the cast to get involved. The first mission out of the gate is going to be trying to catch Dave's character, uh, Gherkin. But after that, yeah, we're going to have that big, the big Chuck Wagon challenge. So I'm excited to kind of do this regularly and hopefully, hopefully the fans will enjoy it too.
2: I'm loving it. I think it'll be a lot of fun. I think once the the Chuck Wagon verse gets established. (laughs) And I I really
1: appreciate you guys uh, being so patient with me and uh,
2: Clint helping me
1: so much. I, I just... I couldn't uh, DM it without you. So thank you so much, man.
5: It was an absolute pleasure, and I'm so excited to finally get to see how
1: this this game flows. It's so fun. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for playing today. I have been your dungeon master. My name is Jesse Egan. You can find me at Jesse Egan Comedy on all social media. And I've been joined by this wonderful cast, Damien. Tell people where they can find you, Damien Mercado.
2: You can find me at Awful d uh, or reach out to the show. Uh, tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. And if you have a second, uh, recommend us to a friend. Rave about us on Reddit or leave us a review on iTunes. All this helps other people find uh, our awesome little program. Thank you very much for listening. Absolutely, Sarah Lee Steiner, where can people find you?
3: You can find me at Sarah Lee Magic. Um, and Damien, I just have a quick question. Is this something that would ever be available to our Patreon fans?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I I'm way. just
3: gonna throw that out there that maybe there's a future opportunity with our Patreons to either not play directly with Chud or have an opportunity to buy Chud's Chuck Wagon.
1: Yeah. Potentially. That would be amazing. I don't wanna
3: I don't wanna get ahead of the Chuck Wagon here, <laughs> but
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. I would definitely love to make this a reality of you know, have it a real RPG. So Maybe one day. That'd be awesome. Sarah's falling off the chuck wagon. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Again.
3: I'm laughing so hard at my puns. <laughs> Clint
1: Beiser, where can people find you, buddy?
5: Uh, you can find me if you know how to spell my name on most social medias. <laughs> I'm not on all the social medias, just the classic ones. They keep on popping up more and more social medias. I cannot keep up. So for now, it's just the Facebook, Twitter, and Instagrams. Parlor.
2: Parlor. Damn it. You beat me to it.
5: <laughs> nice.
3: Are you, you can also find on, me on at only...
5: Stormfront 8 on Parlor? OnlyFans.
3: Yeah. OnlyNazis.com.
5: <laughs> only Nazis. Actually, I'm on my own platform. It's a site for people that are single looking for self dating ideas. It's called uh, Lonely Plans. I like
1: that. Lonely Nice. So that's where they can find Clint. Um, Dave Wright, where can people find you? I'm at the Right Dave on social media. Beautiful, and thank you so much for all the NPC work, uh, guys. It's been a lot of fun. Make sure to follow Awful Neutral. It's at Awful D&D on uh, Instagram, and uh, I think Facebook and Twitter and everything. So please follow us, give us a like and a subscribe, and everybody have a great rest of your week. We'll see you next time, everybody. Thanks, nerds. Bye. 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 Bye.
6: <laughs> and we're out. Well, that was a lovely episode, wasn't it?